Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode of Pennies Going in Raw, we missed Sunday, but we got some stuff for you. Hugh made a half a million dollars in a day with PFE calls. This week's market had some things happen. We went to New York, and our swings did some things. Let's talk about it. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav in the building for the Atlas crew. Atlas trading, what the fuck is up? They're traders, they're prodigies, and then there's legends. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4 fucking percent. Buy the fucking dip. Hey, who told me about IDEX? Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, someone just made, like, a lot more money than me on my trade. You find out, life's this game of pennies. Did you check the portfolio? Pennies. 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 The margin for error is so small. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. And they out there making money right now off of penny stocks. The two guys is putting their work to make y'all rich. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Time to think big. Pennies going in raw. Featuring Dan, Deity It Dips, and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny Strokes, baby. Welcome back to Pennies Going in Raw, sponsored by The Blazing Chronicle. Today is December 9th, 2020, and the market took a little dip today. It was a little spooky. I'm not even sure why it happened. Are you? No, I mean, I think it was just like we're like we're itching for a pullback. Uh, I mean, we hit. I I mean, I feel like every time that I talk to um, people, you know, we're hitting all time highs. Yesterday, I was on the phone for forty minutes, and the market hit an all time high twice. Yeah, you. I mean, you just never know. I feel like it's been doing it just about every day. It, it really did. I guess kind of need a pullback. And in the dip today, it was a really good spot, I felt like, to really add some dips because it had one of those feels where it was going to reverse. I actually put 15000 extra dollars into the market. I've only been playing with about thirty, So being able to put around half my cash in the market felt nice. I ended up selling around five k, And I got back to just as high of gains as I was before the massive dip. So so that was always good. It felt like one of those days where I was comfortable adding dips and and that finally worked out uh for a comfortable amount for what I feel like was the first time since July on one of those massive dips. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. I really think we talked about this in I think two podcasts ago, but it feels like the market is shifting from, you know, running on hope of a stimulus check to like, where the hell is our stimulus check? Yeah, but I feel like also it's like people are, when they when it comes to the stimulus check, it's almost at a point where it's, I'll believe it when I see it, you know? Yeah. Because they've juked us out so many times. I, I'm not going too bullish off of an expectation of a stimulus check anymore. Yeah. No, no. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a mix of, of a few things, but I definitely think that the fact that rates are still incredibly low, um, the second that we raise rates, we're going to see a massive dip in the market. Um, but also, you know, we're running on, 
you know, we're running on that hope that, you know, the stimulus is that that trillion dollar stimulus is going to come with with no rates. I mean, you can borrow one hundred thousand for nothing, for literally nothing right now. So I, I did plan on uh, recording this podcast in the morning, but now that the day is over, we've seen PFE move. Uh, could you kind of talk about your half a million dollar day on uh, what was it, Tuesday or Monday? Uh, with PFE, obviously your your biggest day. What, what are you? What are your thoughts on it now? And how did you play your half mil day? And I'm sure you scalped some there because I saw people wondering about that as well. Basically, my sentiment was: Have we seen a? Is there a bigger catalyst than the vaccine for a pandemic? No. <laughs> I mean, I am a catalyst trader, and for the last few weeks, I've been looking for an entry on PFE. And I really felt like on that huge dip, I, w- I was positioned nicely last, uh, I guess it was last Friday um, when the stock was at around 36. I had a decent, I had, I had a good size in PFE. And then when that dip started to happen, I um, t- I gave back some, some gains because I felt like the run was over. And then over that night, I couldn't sleep. And I really just worked things out inside my head. And I was like, no, what am I doing? This is the biggest catalyst there is. This dip is a godsend. Yeah, I remember I remember leaving on Monday morning. I had to leave around 4 a.m. And I, di- I didn't want to wake him or anything. And I just kind of gave him like a two-finger nap at, uh, or knock at the door like, see, see you. And I was like, uh, and I just heard from the other room, PFE gapping up. So I was like, okay, <laughs> this kid's having a good day. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. So I really felt like that dip was was like kind of like a godsend because then I was like, there's no bigger catalyst. Um, you know, they're fl- the flow of PFE is $5 billion. You can throw as much size at that. You know, one of the biggest issues with penny stocks is that there's almost, you know, I can't, you know, you can't throw five, six million at a penny stock. You know, you'll own the company. Yeah, and that, and that's, I think, what some a lot of people are seeing today was Zach having a picture of him having $13.7 million in PFE. Exactly, exactly. So even, even you know, yeah, and that's, so those were the common stock. I mean, you know, that's the equity. And even the options, you know, you can load a million dollars with the options and not even, and you can still be the smallest fish in the sea. So that's when I said, okay, you know, time to put the big boy panties on. And I just, any dip underneath like 42, really, I was just, loading and loading and loading and this is all just call options yeah this right? is all just call options i had i had an ar- i wanted to switch it up a little bit um i had i had a bunch of different call options i had everywhere from december 11th calls to december 24th calls and um you know i mean the, they went up about a thousand percent um i i really cut some way too early and that was my bad i was um at 2 a.m i was putting uh, you know i was just getting orders out there because i had three different accounts like maybe uh like 15 different call between the three different accounts maybe 15 different call options so i didn't want if like a headline came out and i had to get out the out of the calls i didn't want you know to have so much slippage so i set my orders the night before and um i ended up setting them like 50% lower than what I wanted to. Um, it was just like one of those moments where it was like super early, you know, it, it was just super early out. My eyes weren't working and I was doing the numbers wrong. And so I ended up cutting a, a good chunk of my position, but I, and I didn't get 
I had about um, and I didn't get the chance to load them back. If you if you traded it perfectly, that's a that's a six million dollar. Yeah, yeah. So I did the numbers today, and it would have been what I believe was six hundred thousand. Yeah. So if I traded it perfectly, it would have been like a seven point six million dollar trade. Um, it was still it was still you know a seven figure trade, but um. It was actually my first seven-figure trade, but um, congrats, bro. Thanks, bro. It's still a seven-figure net trade, but um, I mean that was just an unlucky break. Um, you know, lessons were learned. Yeah, I was about to say, what? How? How did today affect all that? Like, you had your gains. Are you just writing quote unquote free calls at this? Yeah, point? Yeah, so I was or writing free calls. What, what's that like? I was riding free calls, and and so I was, and and again this time I checked my orders a little bit better, and so I basically got stopped out for like, maybe maybe like a thousand dollar loss net, um, you know today on all the calls, and um, that's just because I said okay if it breaks if it breaks the trend I'm taking my cash, you know, I don't want to give up, you know, in a significant trade like this and give back, you know, thirty forty percent because we know how options move. Um, so I didn't want to do that. So I did that. And then I added back like 10% of my position for approval because I do think that this will pop on approval. Cause again, there's no bigger catalyst. So I added back like, you know, maybe like a hundred thousand in premium today, um, just for fun and, you know, for approval, you know, get a nice pop at approval and hopefully, you know, we get, we get another hundred percent move on the options. Um, and, and that's what I'm thinking. If we get a significant dip tomorrow, um, you know, I, I wanted to save some cheddar for if we see a significant dip and if we see a significant dip, then I'll triple down. Um, because on approval, we will see a nice, we will see a nice pop. Okay. Uh, so there's that, uh, how Hugh made two of my houses in one day. <laughs> and next, uh, we've got our, some of our swings. They, I know obviously today it's a little weirder talking about it because of the massive dip and some didn't recover as well as others. But some of our swings are doing things, and I know a lot of ones that uh, a lot of FinTwitter in, especially with AMCI, PIC, and GIX. PIC had its merger announced last night, and it went up $2 from around 16 to 18 I think it was called around the 10s. GIX, that one was called around the 1020, and AMCI, you know, I think it was called around... 1210 and all of them had some really nice pops in the past few days is it is it just SPAC central now yeah i mean evs have been hot which helps out the SPACs. um you know i mean uh what was it qs qs um i mean that went wild so that really helped and then of course picks merger so i mean it's just i mean SPACs are just going nuts this is an already crazy year. I mean, we could we could say SPACs are going nuts, or we or is it more of just a, a Zach's calls are going yeah, nuts? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Sh- yeah. Shout out to Zach. I mean, Zach's just been a monster, just a monster. Um, and his calls have been spot on. I added some more AMCI today. Yeah, and and also an, another thing. Yeah, I, I I did. I added about uh, some AMCI pick and gigs on all of those dips yeah. today for sure. Cause it felt like, you know, we saw what potentially could happen. We saw them running. Um, and speaking on Zach, he also had his first million dollar day and I felt like it was almost no surprise to see, to see that just because he's doing $200,000 scalps on large caps every day. And he, you know, it's just a matter of time before one of his swings really popped off and he had another monster scalp and, you know, there it is. He had two of his biggest days in the past week and a half with 800000 in a million. 
And damn, dude, that's what do you think about all that? Is it inspiring? Jealousy? What is it? Oh, yeah. Fuck Zach Morris. Jealous as fuck. <laughs> no, no. Are you kidding me? I mean, we're all great friends. Um, it definitely helped me. Um, you know, when I was when I was like, you know, running through PFE at like, you know, 3 a.m., um, it definitely helped me like, hey, you know, one of the biggest things that Zach talks about is is conviction, conviction, conviction. And, you know, he, you know, trust your gut, trust your gut. So it's awesome to see. Um, it's super inspiring. I, I look up to Zach. I think I think we all look up to Zach. I, I can't wait to get to that level um, in my trading I, as much as as much as we all as much as we all, you know, joke around, you know, I mean, it's just awesome to see one another just absolutely killing it. And, um, you know, I mean, can he, can, you know, is, is there anyone that Zach can look up to? I feel like we all just look at, look up to Zach, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's one of those things. And and it really is nice to, to have like such a, uh, caring community almost where it's, no, I don't feel like there's any malice or negativity towards it. Like I, I see your gains. You're, fucking four and a half years younger than me and i see him make four hundred fifty thousand dollars in a day and i couldn't be more excited uh knowing that just my trade strategy of making one percent a day is is good enough for me and i'll i may never see a four hundred thousand dollar day but i think it's just the the gist of you know when everyone's making money everyone's happy and it's you know you you look up to one another and it's and it definitely is like a something crazy to see Especially with Zach's gains, your gains, and PJ's gains, yeah. making these six-figure days, and it, it is super. It's, it's definitely something to look forward to. That I think some traders that view it as negative, like oh, blah blah blah, this is stupid. If you don't have this much capital, you can't do it. It's paper trading, whatever. I, I think it. They're just looking at it the wrong yeah. way. Yeah, I feel like you you got to use that as inspiration. Exactly, and and I mean even when we see, you, you know, we love when when you when everyone tags us inside their posts and, and we see, you know, I mean, you know, first uh five figure day and, you know, tip my account up three hundred percent. Like we honestly, I, I think, you know, Zach and I, we love to hit milestones and and you know, YouTube, you you and PJ, the four of us love to see and Bob, you know, everyone in Atlas, we all love to hit our own milestones. But I think like we get the most joy when we see um, you know, I, I what was it, the one guy other people dude yeah. the 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 coolest thing is like the ones that are consistent they're yeah. learning like the esq or eq yeah, trading person yeah. that keeps saying that's like 250 i'm like damn dude like maybe i like i'm looking up to you now you're the one that's balling. yeah exactly like we get the most joy uh, and, out of and that. other people yeah dude i love the ones that are like 18 years old yeah. and they're like hey not bad for a high schooler yeah. and it's like they have fourteen thousand. i think that, that was last like, night right who has fourteen thousand dollars in high that school? was last night right yeah it's stuff yeah. like that i mean we've had a few and and it's always it's always great to see and you know seeing people that are 40 years old say hey i wish i started earlier yeah. and now i'm 26 and saying shit i wish i started earlier so you know it's, it's just one of those things it's super awesome to see and we're really glad everyone's banking and the the past couple weeks have been very awesome. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think a re- that's a really good point because what did we say in like August and September? We said, listen, don't blow up your accounts inside these crappy months because when the market gets hot again, it's going to get hot. And well, here we are, you know. Um, and so I think that's a really good point that like we, we kept stressing, don't blow up your accounts. Don't blow up your accounts. Don't force it. Don't force it. I mean, Zach took off a literal two months. Um, 
you know, and we kept stressing, don't blow up your accounts. Don't try and force trades because when the market gets hot again, it'll get hot. And I mean, this, these two weeks have just been insane. Yeah, dude, this two weeks made up for like a bad August, August, September and half of October. Yeah, exactly. So I think that, you know, for anyone that, that just started trading, I would say really within the last year, you know, take this as a moment to look back and say, okay, I remember you know, we all have that one trade in like September or, you know, October, August, where we were like, damn, I really wish that I didn't force that and had that capital back. Think back to that moment and remember how hot the market is right now and how all it takes is one or two really good weeks to make up for that crappy eight weeks. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people had this issue solely because of SPAC. I mean, I don't, I hate bringing it back, but I mean, it, it dropped so much with SPAQ and so many people were in it. And I feel like a lot of people's charts showed the exact same chart as SPAC does just because they were over leveraged in it and they were looking for a play in the dead market. And, you know, it was a longer hold than they expected. Uh, do do you have any other stock related things to talk about before we go into one fan question and um and then jump in on on the New York party? Uh, let me see. Yeah, so I added so MTNB. I cut some on that huge news that it had. It it popped all the way to one forty. We were up like forty or fifty percent. Um, and so I cut some a little bit pre market, and um, I added back more today on the dip near one. I mean, it's like. 40% lower. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there were so many good dips oh, at noon. Great dips, great dips. And then I added, obviously, the PFE. And then I actually added um, some NEO calls today um, because I, I really think that EVs are going to be hot. So I added a few NEO calls and a few, a little bit of LI equity. That being said, I will be short when this thing's over. When when I feel the sentiment change on the EVs, your KNDI, your Solo, your LI, like all that shit is going to be mine. It, I'm going to be it's I'm going to burn them to the ground. Yeah, yeah. P PGIR uh, announcement, like just because we're we're long one week or short one week doesn't mean like it can't change yeah. the the very next day. KNDI, Solo, and BLNK, they're the in in NKLA, they are the biggest pieces of crap i've ever seen and even if i'm playing the momo right now i guarantee you that i can't wait till the sentiment changes and i can burn them to the ground i, I can't wait and you if it, take this as a warning take this as a warning right now okay you'll never see a solo on the car you'll never see a kndi on the road all right you'll never see you'll never see it and i can't wait what what did you what did you think about glsi going like two thousand percent today from like what was it, fifteen to one hundred thirty dollars or Listen, whatever? I'm not going to say anything because it was breast cancer data, right? Or, or or it was just regular cancer data or something. I didn't I didn't hear about it till way later. No, for dude, a lot of male name stocks been like Chris leukemia data. Yeah. You know, you got uh, Dan. You know, a lot a lot of male. Listen, names. all I'm saying is that I guarantee you. There's a thousand different scientists who are looking at the data right now and trying to find something that's wrong with it. We saw it in SAVA um, when the CEO went parading around. You know, he took the stock from seventy-five cents to like twenty dollars right before data, and then then it tanked to like two dollars again. So listen, I'm telling you right now, be careful. Yeah, there's literally but scientists are petty. 
<laughs> they if they're not finding the data, they're trying to find something wrong with somebody else's data. So I'm telling you right now, if you're long the stock or you're investing in it, just understand that I guarantee you there's going to be a headline. There's going to be some credible scientist trying to bring it down within the next few weeks. All right. Okay, okay, okay. So there's that. Uh, we'll do one stock question from the fans real quick that wasn't Willie Meat Sauce asking me uh, if we used all of the goodies he provided for us in New York. Shout out Willie Meat Sauce. <laughs> Atlas is a really big family that can even get you weed in different states. Um, so two of them are actually regarding PFE. Uh, and I think uh, that's what you're going to touch on because, you know, we're a very educational process or podcast. Yeah. Using PFE Catalyst as an example, what's the best way to find a great value when choosing the strike price and date? You know, that's that's a really good question. Um, I feel like PFE's Catalyst wasn't like a certain date. Yeah, no. yeah. I feel like we've talked about this in more specific, but PFE isn't yeah. that more of a... Yeah, so I mean... Yeah, that's like a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, that's like a whole, like when I look at it as a whole, I look at it as PFE, the company is literally trying to save the world. That's how I look at it. I don't look at it like, okay, here's the data coming out this day. Because listen, even though even though they're meeting tomorrow, the panel's meeting tomorrow, um, they don't have to decide on a decision. I expect a quick decision, but they can take as much time as they want. So that's why, um, if you guys heard me earlier, I said that I kind of loaded any cheap calls that were at a discount, um, anywhere from the 11 calls to the to really the 24 calls. And I think I had like one or two of the 31 calls. I mean, I was just, listen, uh, uh, it was more like, I know this is going to pop. It's just a matter of when. Um, so I wasn't going all in on 18 calls. I wasn't going all in. Um, but that being said, well, just a side note about about options is that it's more about finding the sweet spot. Um, you know, we, we did a whole podcast about this, but one of the important things about options is implied volatility. Okay. If, if the implied vol is too high, then, then you're not going to make anything on your options. Um, so I always pay attention to implied vol. If it's over like one to 30, I would say the implied vol, then I almost never play it. Um, also, yeah, I mean, and then it, then at that point, it's finding the sweet spot between where can where can the chart go, and uh, you know where can the stock and the chart go, and uh, the when is it going to get there, and and that's really where how I pick my options. All right, and your next one on PFE. What's your game plan going to be trading PFE after approval, and why do you think it will be approved? It's supposed to be from nine a to be at nine a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, and someone responded and said it's nine a.m. to six p.m. So, uh, any thoughts? Yeah. On that? So, just a quick because because again, I, I I said it earlier. I am leaving some downside room on my calls because I think that people are really going to get frustrated and they're not understanding necessarily what PFE is doing. Okay, the panel's meeting to discuss the EUA. They're not making necessarily a decision tomorrow. Okay, they can. They totally can. But in me personally, I think a decision is going to come Friday or over the weekend. That's when I think the decision is going to come. But um, I, I'm, I'm kind of almost expecting a little bit of downside pressure because I think that as we get later inside the afternoon, everyone's going to be like, okay, where's the approval? Where's the approval? And, you know, they might get shaken out. Okay, tomorrow is not is just the panel meeting to discuss 
the efficacy and basically the dosage, okay? So that's what really that big news that was uh, yesterday was the FDA briefing. And what that meant was, was that that showed the data that the FDA panel was going to go over, okay? So... That's what that was. What really important was was one of the key notes was that the first dose showed fifty six percent efficacy, and by the second dose it was ninety five percent efficacy. So, in my opinion, I think it's going to get approved. It's just a when. So, I I'm I'm hoping that people don't understand what tomorrow is, and they think that they're going to make the decision by like let's say one p.m. or whatever, and that we get a dip because then it's like. You know, in my eyes, in my eyes, I think it's definitely going to get approved. But um, and and I'm willing that if that dip if that dip comes to me, you know, I'm going to take that and load right back up into a position for when it comes. And you know, I'm expecting 44, maybe 45. I mean, let's let's see where the dip goes. Um, but you know, on on that approval pop, you know that you know our options could fly. And that's that. Okay. Uh, so done with that. Uh, last, last things last, um, aside from my great news of that, now I am a, uh, Weeble superstar influencer in a YouTube advertisement and TikTok commercial that I've made a lot off of Weeble referral since then. So shout out you guys. <laughs> um, we did, uh, have your little birthday party. We did. He was now no longer a young boy. He is now a grown man at 22 years old. Uh, has a lot more money than the most of us. How I I personally had a blast. How how was your? Time? Oh, I had a fantastic time. I think we always have, we always somehow figure out to have a good time. Um, <laughs> but no, I had a great time. Um, my apartment gets freaking destroyed. But uh, but I feel like you have drunk people try their hardest to clean. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Tom, shout out to uh to uh Tommy. Uh, cleaning my cleaning like fifty cups in the middle of the night. Um, yeah, me and me and my me and one of uh, Hughes' friends from college or high school or something were trying to sleep at around three in the morning as as another one of his drunk friends that I guess is stimulated off of something <laughs> is just cleaning absurd amounts of glass cups. Turning the sink on and off in between each cup. It was so loud for such a long amount of time. But when we woke up, that place was kind of clean. Yeah. And, and we cleaned a little more. And by the time Hugh got out, he didn't have very much to bitch about. That's true. That's true. And I do like to bitch about my apartment. So so that's true. Shout out to the guys. Um, you know, I mean, just a just a wonderful time. I felt all the love. We had a great, great time. Um you know, I can't. I can't wait for you know number twenty three birthday party. Uh, I I got him an Apple Watch, so that's like super good friend. So he does it. Yeah. I think that cost me twenty eight hundred dollars. <laughs> so I'm expecting next year. My favorite quote of the end. What did you say inside the bar about the Apple Watch? It was my favorite quote of the entire weekend. Oh, oh, that? someone, someone was like, is that someone was like, oh, is that the Apple Watch five or like the newest one? I was like, it's not. It's not really about what. What number Apple Watch it is, is the fact that it's an Apple Watch. <laughs> that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you said something along the lines of, um, <clears throat> I think you said something along the lines of, um, it was the newest, uh, they said, is that the new app Series 5 Apple Watch? And you said it was the <laughs> yeah, newest it was the, one. it was the newest one under $150. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
dude. I love it. I really, I really appreciate it. It was, a, it was a great gift. Um, it was a great gift. I've, I've already used it a, a hell of a lot. You know, it sends, it sends alert right to my wrist. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll never, you'll never have to worry about missing my calls because <laughs> I, I know they'll be right there. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, man. Uh, as always, it was a blast. And thank you for having me up there. Uh, you and your girlfriend are always too sweet, and y'all do a great job decorating and being hosts. Uh, but other than that, I think we should be available to see you guys Sunday. I shall be in Tampa for the Breathe Carolina concert, getting lit with my emo friends. I wasn't invited. But I'm not cool enough. You were, it, you're just 18. I, I'm just the only one willing to fly that far. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, I think I think that clears it up for today. Um, obviously, Vinny was up there with us too, and uh, our our sweet love producer, uh, the greatest guy. He he made sure to make it up as well, and uh, we always love seeing him as and well. And Sonny, Sonny um, came up. Yes, yes, we we hopefully if we we did give an intervention to a guy who's been trading sideways for three years so if that turns out good we should have uh what a turnaround story that would be extreme home makeover trader <laughs> um yeah you know if, if sonny's listening to this we had a great time with you buddy um i i don't even know what to say I don't. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> There's just so many laughs the you're, entire weekend. You're an electric ball of energy, my yeah, son. Just so many laughs. Yeah, it was a great time, and uh, we we did miss you guys this Sunday. But we should be back next or this upcoming Sunday for another on time episode. Yep. So we will see you guys then. Thank you guys for listening to another Pennies Going in Raw. Toss us that five star on iTunes, a like on YouTube, and we will see y'all next time. Oh, yeah. Peace.